Good morning, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day and welcome to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March and I'm Stephanie Hansen. There you go. And we are so happy that you could join us this morning. Hopefully you have a lovely Irish coffee sitting in front of you. And uh, I'm going to keep trying to do that accent. And if you guys want to call in and tell me to stop, you can. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing the show with I'm so fine Lucky with Charms. I feel real good about that. Part of feedback. Um, I feel a little good about that, I feel, Lassie. I feel real good about it, Lassie. Oh, see, that's pretty good. That was good. pretty good, right? It is see, good. I can fake it till I make it. Uh, I also have two 15-year-olds along with me today, and they are free with their feedback, if you will, <laughs> on anything I say or do. So I'm, I'm, I am all prepped and ready. By the way, writing in with them, there is a controversial comment here. I would like to know, Hope, do you know anybody from the state of Wyoming? No. See, oh, personally, yeah, I don't personally. think so. Apparently, this is so funny. <laughs> I don't get it. This is how fifteen-year-old nerds work. Okay, but apparently, none of us know anyone from Wyoming, like the, an actual human who's from Wyoming, and so yeah. they sort of believe that Wyoming doesn't exist, that it's actually an astral plane, and that we have all been tricked into thinking that there is a space called Wyoming, but. It may be an alien stronghold. It may be <gasps> wow. a gateway, a portal, but nobody is actually from Wyoming. That's that should be a poll, Facebook poll I question. Think maybe, <laughs> maybe for Are a different show. <laughs> Might not be food related, but still, we yeah, need what, to know. What is the national like food it. of Wyoming? I, Nobody knows no. the state food of Wyoming. I don't know anything. I am saying right now. So there it is. I'm just saying this is something. what life with 15 year old nerds is like. Isn't that where Jackson Hole is? I, oh, maybe it the is. Maybe we do know I've been to Jackson Hole. Oh, you've been to Wyoming. Uh-huh. Okay. Did All you right. meet people f- that live there? That were from there or not? <laughs> no. Crisis actors. No, when you go to a ski area, no one is from there. <laughs> right. Okay. I don't Crisis know. actors. This That's is interesting. That's my favorite word. I know it is. <gasps> and by the way... Oh. I'm, just, I'm just giving a fist up a solidarity to all the kids that marched. Okay. I loved that. Give that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to top two and hour two for fun. Please. Give him the old one, one, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right. Give me two. With him, with him, with him. All right. This is the time of the show where we give you guys two things each that we are completely obsessed about or thinking about this week. And then no, we, someone's left some someone's delicious left some lavender, lavender oil, in oil here, here, so we're huffing it. Yeah, I'm huffing some lavender. Uh, okay, let's start it up. You yeah. want to go, or you want me yeah, to go? I'm ready to go. You go. Okay, so there are some new greens in town. Have you heard about Revel Greens? The guy that Jay is his name, and he used to have the company Bushel Boy, and he sold that Bushel Boy tomatoes. I love Bushel Boys. And he has started a new company called Revel Greens, and they're aquaponic greens. So they're grown on like this gigantic water field that's like an acre. And I had the opportunity to have these greens, and they taste better. And I'm trying to figure out why they taste better because that seems kind of there's a lot of aquaponic greens on the market. And here's what I think it is. They have a mighty spring mix, romaine crunch. They've got a spinach. They I think it's not the taste as much as it is the tenderness of them. Like they're so delicate and they come in this package that I really like where you pull up the like plastic seal Mm -hmm. and then the greens are in there and then you push down the seal again. So it's resealable. Yeah. But it's not like a, it's a half a clamshell instead of the like where it has to fit exactly right. Okay. 
I had them with uh, Salad Girl Salad Dressing, which has supported the show for a long time. So this is kind of a double because she's having her 10-year anniversary. Oh. And we first met her. I met her at the Mill City Farmer's Market after a weekly dish radio show, right, right when we'd first started the show. Pam Pal. So I just want to say top two and hour two, Revel Greens, Salad Girl, happy 10th anniversary. Try these greens, though. They have them at Kowalski's, Lunds, Coburn's. Yeah. yeah, because I think you need a light, um, like almost like a vinaigrette because the greens are super tender. Yeah. I think I've gotten their arugula. I think it was at Lund's and I tried it and I, 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 cause I'm an arugula hound. They don't I, have arugula. Really? Yeah. So it's okay. Not so them. it wasn't that. Maybe that spinach, was future farms and which is the mix. same hydroponic kind of idea. Like urban organics is urban hydroponics organics, that's and it. that's local too. That might've been it. Yep. Dang it. I um, love arugula. Uh, I like arugula too, especially this time of year. Lemon, yeah. olive oil, salt, salt, pepper, done, and meat. Yeah. Bite yes. for bite, meat Boom. with arugula. I'm yum. eating every egg sandwich with arugula. Oh, like, that's Every good too. single time I have an egg. I actually made quesadillas last night because I was watching Ugly Delicious Tacos and I made quesadillas afterwards and that was what I had. Okay, I like that. All right, my first one is actually a green item that you may want to eat today that is intentionally green and green the right way instead of just doused with food coloring. Okay. Which is the buckwheat matcha noodles at Kado no Misa. Oh, and this I, is the Japanese place oh that used God. to be origami. Yes, and okay. it's in North Loop, and they're open for lunch, and they are a beautiful little, and they have, here's the secret tip, you guys, there is a little tiny parking lot in the back, so you can park for free and go pop in for lunch, and you can have a beautiful sushi plate that comes with miso soup and rice for $15 for this amazing sashimi, but then you can also get a bowl of these buckwheat matcha noodles. And I'm going to put them up on Instagram in a little bit. I just I'm haven't done do it this. yet. This sounds and really good. It is. It is so nourishing. It is a huge bowl for like $12 and it is so nourishing and it's vegetarian and it is uh, just herbaceous and there's little mushroom cuts and green vegetables in there that are just Yum. beautiful. It is literally the funny thing, Joe Alton from the Growler. Uh-huh. I walked in there for lunch on Friday and he's having the exact same thing. And we both said there was just something that made us crave it today. And huh. so we went. And so it was love. And I, I also want to shout out that I heard that they have a new guy who's working there who is a sushi magician and he's doing an omakase, which, you know, is a chef's choice sort of like coarse sushi meal and they're doing it downstairs at the Kado no Mise sushi counter and I'm going to go do that and if um, I'm going to report like to back you want to come? <laughs> yes. I was going to say if you would like to come She's along like, I'm like yes me me please me, I, me, every me. time I feel like I text you to say like hey can you come do a thing you are so booked you're, a lot of times I can't you're more booked than me no I'm not I know it's not true alright so that's my first one go ahead with your second one okay my second one is not food <laughs> but there's okay. something in town that I feel like, why didn't I know about this? And it was so great. It's an ex- exhibition at the Institute of Arts. It's called Power and Beauty in China's Last Dynasty. It oh, is yes. 10 objects. Oh, I meant about, I meant to do that. Oh, it's so good. It's these 10 did objects. Did you go do it? I did. Okay. That are in different rooms at the Institute. Maybe we'll do that this And afternoon. each room is, you have to get, uh, you have to book your time. Oh, shoot. Because you can, it, they, you go in with like 12 people at a time. It's a small group. And you start out and you go into these 10 different rooms and each room is full of sound. The room is decorated. The walls are decorated. And you're looking like at this piece of art. It's really cool. Very, very cool. Each of the sounds and the way that it is orchestrated is like you leave one room and you're still hearing that sound when you go into the next room and you're picking up that sound and the objects and the sound and the way they use light 
it was done by a theater designer. Um, I can't remember his name. It's like Robert. Oh, Robert Wilson. He's famous, I guess. <laughs> um, it was just very, very cool. I liked it a lot. It's it at was the Arts it Institute is at of the, Arts. Yep. Mia. Kurt and Ellie and I went and we all really liked it. And we liked it for different reasons. But you go in these small groups. So you have to register online. Um, if you're a student, it's free. They have free student tickets. And you every 20 minutes, they let you in in smaller groups. It's just a really cool sensory thing. And it reminds me whenever I go to the Institute, I'm like, gosh, we are so lucky to have this right here. Oh. So that's my Institute of Arts. And then after that, you should go eat at like Rainbow Chinese Food or something. Oh, Tammy Wong. Yeah. What a good Love. idea. We went to Lakes and Legends and had beer. And there's all these dogs in the brewery there because you can have dogs there. Yeah. So cute. We had ran into these cute little puppies and Puppers. we played cards. It was fun. Oh, I love that. What a great idea. That's a good afternoon. Okay, so it you was. do have to book a time. I see yep. that. So you have to get those things. Okay, I'm going to do that. Oh, maybe over spring break. It's really cool. If you're doing a staycation. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I just have to give you a report that Barbara Lyons has weighed in, and she says her dad and his wife live in, in my Wyoming. So okay, so we do from, know so we someone do know in people. Wyoming. Barbara Lyons Barbara is Lyons our has come up. Yep. Uh, She's our Instant Pot sort of admin. Instant Pot Wrangler. <laughs> so there's that. Okay, good to know. Good to know that it's not a spectral plane. All right, my last one is Runestone Rye from Jay Carver Distillery. I know we had Gina just on the other week, but we I have to tell you, if you're out looking for Irish whiskey uh, and you're looking instead to put your money locally... Uh, I did a spot where we were talking about Irish beers that were local and Irish style beers. Mm -hmm. And again, Finnegan's is the one that you can support. You can drink an Irish beer, but then also give money back to our community. Runestone Rye is another one that is a locally distilled spirit that is a beautiful whiskey. Just won silver at the American, a silver medal at the American Craft Spirits Awards. That's excellent. That's very excellent. For a whiskey from an, here, an American whiskey, that's great. Yes. Well, actually, they took home two silvers, I believe, and then uh, maybe a bronze or something. And I know that, um, or a couple bronzes. And then uh, Tattersall actually won gold. They won a very coveted best in show gold for their orange. Uh, not not the crema. It was the It's the bitter orange. It's the bitter orange liqueur. Oh, yeah. I don't even know mm -hmm. there is that mm -hmm. and need to get that. Yes. Yum. They won coveted gold for that. And then they came back with a couple silvers and five bronzes. So we all I mean, there was some really great showing yeah. for Minnesota Spirits. Love it. You know, and again, if you want to go visit those that that Distillers Guild, you know, event that we talked about last week is next Saturday. Yes. The, so the Spirit Fest. Spirit Fest. Right. So it gives that a shot. Russian Museum. There is a link on our Weekly Dish Facebook page. If you're ever wondering where to find all the stuff we're talking about, uh, our producer puts links up on our My Talk 1071 show page. And then we also have a Weekly Dish Facebook page that we post things there and you can directly message us on either format or Stephanie's Dish or Steph at Steph March for Twitter or we do have the Weekly Dish Instant Potters Facebook group, too, and there's right. over 2,500 people there. So if you are having your Instant Pot and you're one of these people living in fear, I have a friend coming over on Tuesday night and we're going to Instant Pot dinner. Yeah. Because she's just she's hers terrified. is sitting in the box. I know. I'm like, we're just going to make something easy. We're going to make like risotto or something and yeah. have some wine. Come over. I'll show you. It's, it's so not easy. scary. It's not scary. Um, that's how you can reach us. I love it. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have the Jelly Bean Queen on Ms. Lori Bamer. If you guys remember from last year, she is going to be talking about her breakdown of the best jelly beans 
and her very scientific methods. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish, and we're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. We are so glad that you could join us this morning. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder, if you just missed any part of this dazzling and spectacular show, you can always go to mytalk1071.com and listen on demand. And did you know that... We are a podcast. We are a podcast. They are. Uh, you can always listen on demand and you can always pull up the show on the My Talk 1071 page. But yes. now we're also in the app. Yep. And we are also on the Podcast One app, which means you can find us on your favorite place like Stitchers or iTunes or yeah. wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, hopefully you're on the treadmill. Maybe this could be your Monday show on your treadmill morning. It could be. It could and be. why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? Hey, I want to give a shout out to Ashley, who is listening with her husband, who is from the state of Wyoming. All so right. we have our first listener report and that he loves living in Minneapolis, though, and is happy to call it home. Ashley, I'm going to take... It, with a grain of salt that you're not a crisis actor paid to be telling me that. So I think that I'm going to believe in you today. I so. love that you've used the word crisis actor three you know. times. It's going to be setting. part of our new cultural thing because it's so absurd and hysterically and lovely. Uh, guess what we have coming up, gang? It's um, Easter is coming up. Easter. Is it shocking to you that we're on St. Patrick's Day? We're sh- I mean, Easter is just right around the corner. Yeah, because Easter is early this year. It is early this year. And so we last year had on um, a professional, a professional eater and uh, the jelly bean queen, Ms. Lori Bamer, And we have her back today. Lori, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. How are you? I'm fabulous. Thanks for having me back. You're welcome. Now you are uh, a member of the week of the uh, Kitchen in the Market team, of course, and your husband is Thomas Bamer of Revival and Corner Table. So you are deeply seated in the food world, but your real claim to fame is that you are a jelly bean freak. Is this correct? Uh, yeah, kind of. You got to own it, girl. Just own it. I do. I do. All right, fine. Yes, I am the nerd of the beans. Okay, tell us about what you do every spring. Uh, every spring, I go out and I collect all the jelly beans that I can find that I have not tried before. And I sit down and I taste them and I have a very scientific assessment that I apply. Um, basically, if I like them or not. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are things I look for. And then I kind of rate them. And people were asking me about it. So a few years ago, I decided to put them on Facebook uh, and... Yeah, now I rank jelly beans every spring on Facebook, and I declare a winner because somebody actually asked me a couple of years ago, well, which one's the best? I got to know what to put in my jelly in my Easter basket. Right. So I actually now declare a winner every year, and uh, it's getting harder to find new beans, but I have had a few new contenders this year. It's kind of been fun. Interesting. Okay, so now have you done, have you gotten through your power rankings, or are you still in the very end of the throws? No, I... I just found out about one last bean that's coming my way. My friend Noah is sending me um, a subset of Jelly Bellies that I haven't heard of before. But I, I have determined my favorites for the year. Okay, well, okay. let's don't give it to us. Give us your top no. three, starting with your third, your second, and then your first. Oh, so for this year, I, I, I'm kind of repeating last year's. Um, the number three is the Sweet Tarts Jelly Beans. Um, I grew up loving Sweet Tarts. They have... Not a lot of distinctive flavors, but they have a really soft jelly. They don't, they don't stick to your teeth. They do have a powdery shell, which is normally a negative, but the flavor, it takes you straight back. It's like opening a roll of sweet tart and eating them, but then they have the jelly center, so they're just kind of fun. Oh, I love that. That's a great one. Okay, so yeah. number two? Number two are Nerds Bumpy. Again, I grew up eating Nerds. They have that cloying sweet flavor, but it's fun to because it's... 
it's a jelly bean, jelly center, basically wrapped in a coating of nerds. That's fun. That's I like so, the bumpy texture. Yeah. They're so much fun. And I still, I keep coming back to them. And last year I declared them my winner. Yeah. Um, but I, I did properly do that last year because when I put all three beans in the dish and I intermixed them, I found myself picking out the Nerds Bumpy first. Oh. So last year's winner was the proper call, even though people came back and said, no, you're wrong. You're right. They'll I, do that. I'm, yeah. I, even though I it's like, your personal opinion. <laughs> it is my clearly stated personal opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So ready, drum roll. And drum your roll. number one bean for the year bum, bum, bum. is? Back on top is the Starburst. The Starburst. I wondered about that. The, they're back on top. Okay. I just literally, as I was on hold waiting to come on the line, I ripped open a bag of all three and double-checked my, my findings. And Starburst, the flavors are intense. It's a nice, small bean, really soft jelly, no sticking to the teeth, crunchy shell. They're just, they're the best. And um, highest uh, possible reason to rank them number one, there's no black licorice flavor. Wait a minute. No, I love them. Wait a minute. Black licorice shall not be. Shall not be gracing the, the Bamer household. Abode? What's the, what's the right What word do you here? have against anus? I mean, anus. <laughs> <laughs> that I one came out of the blue for me, folks. <laughs> I think you just put your finger right on it. <laughs> but that's like per note. Actually, for me, it's a German thing where my mom used to have, we used to get those little black licorice pipes all the time. Oh, Ooh, I yeah. love those. I know. And so then I was always. <laughs> those little pipes. Those? Well, because that is such a St. Patrick's Day image, too, of you like in your green leprechaun suit with your black little pipe. No, no, no. German, lovely. <laughs> oh, no, nothing to know. do with St. Patrick's at all, actually. But it was, it was uh, the black but jelly bean was the thing that I ate out of everybody else's baskets. Well, and coming back to, to Hanson's point, you're, you're about the right size. <laughs> you are lucky. This is true. Worthy. Little tiny pocket person. This is you. true. This is true. Um, I will say that, by the way, we did see there's an America's favorite jelly bean by state uh, article that came out. And the number, the most popular jelly bean flavor across the country is buttered popcorn, which I find Ew. to be repulsive. That's disgusting. Thank you. And then the no. sec, but the second favorite, Lori, is black licorice. Well, they're wrong. I know. <laughs> it's okay. People can be wrong. Everybody's okay wrong. You should know though that Florida <laughs> loves a watermelon, so that's okay. Oh, that yeah. watermelon and is good. Delaware and the great state of Wyoming are both cinnamon files, so they love the cinnamon. For jelly beans? I know for jelly beans. This is a dumb list that's not right. <laughs> it kind of is. No, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm popcorn is like the most heavily sold because it's a novelty flavor, but nobody likes popcorn jelly beans. There's plenty of people who love the buttered popcorn flavored je- jelly bellies. No, they don't. I, I'm just telling you, I'm not one of them. <laughs> but so, okay, Lori, let me ask them. you this. What, I don't hate them, but I'm not going to go out and buy them. You're not going to buy them. What is no. So what is it that makes it, what is the worst quality a jelly bean can have for you? What is the thing besides being black licorice? clearly sticking to the teeth that's a thing you hate bite into it and you have to get you have to do that disgusting finger picking toothpick or like the sucking sound where you (laughs) off your off your own teeth that's the worst that is the worst sound ever when someone's making that you're like i'm sorry that is sitting next to you doing that sucking their teeth oh i know stop what is the what is as far as it goes is it flavor that trumps everything because it seems like with starburst those are very richly flavored jelly beans they are very much. And the grape is my favorite. The grape is your favorite? Mm-hmm. Do they have pink Starburst yeah, jelly beans? Like, are the pink they ones like the, like the pink Starburst? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because that's what I would hoard out of all the mix. I would be yep. right on the black licorice, and then I would be right on the pink with everything. 
Well, and honestly, the Starburst, they, I, I have a d- deep um, hatred of apple-flavored jelly beans. They're always metallic and bitter and oh. gross. Um, but Starburst green jelly beans are apple, and they're actually not bad. Oh. But I, I did encounter one good apple flavor, and it was Trolley Sours. Ooh. They were in this little individual pack on an end cap at Target. They weren't even with the Easter candy. They were in grocery somewhere. Oh, weird. But they had a really good apple flavor. I did a, a Facebook Live video tasting these ones with my son, and I, would, I was fully prepared to make my stink face oh. on camera, and I liked it. So go figure. Now, okay, one more question. If you have the big giant jelly belly pick a mix, you know, mm-hmm. sitting there, what is what are the things that you what what's your go to pick and find? Um, if I were to go to, I think that giant candy place out in Jordan has individual flavors of Jelly Bellies, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if I were to make my own bag, I would probably do mostly fruit flavors. Um, I even like their pear, which is odd because mm. you would not think that they'd be good, but I really like the pear Jelly Bellies. Peach is going to be hands down my favorite. The peach Jelly Bellies are phenomenal. I, I do love um, a good I peach never jelly seek out the peach. No. Oh, I'm I a cotton candy and tutti frutti girl. Out of the if like oh. if there's a big jar of them, I'm going to farm those out of there. Cotton oh, so candy sorry. is a weird flavor that's tasty. It is weird, and the only state on this little ma- matrix that likes it is Montana. So <laughs> I don't understand that at all. Me and the curdlings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. We've run out of time, Lori, but thank you so much and have a happy Easter. And hopefully, the bunny is good to you guys and full of starbursty jelly beans in your baskets. Thanks. All right, have we'll see. You. Thanks, Lori. Thanks, Lori. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish, brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Come back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Stephanie March, and we are here talking about Easter and Easter brunches. And Stephanie, I have a special little feature for you that you're going to like. Okay. Okay. So when I talk to you about Easter today, I'm going to talk to you about places that are left because a lot of people already have made their Easter brunch plans and there are a lot of places that are no longer accepting reservations. So if you have your brunch plans, good for you. But if you are someone that is out there going, oh my gosh, I haven't made a plan. Yep. I've got some ideas for you. Okay. Do it. So when I tell you these, like these aren't necessarily like... You know, this is the best brunch in the Twin Cities, but these are places that I like okay. that I think your family might like that you can still get into. I love okay? this. I love it. All right. So uh, Cafe Lurcotte, which is over at Loring Park, they are doing an Easter brunch. It Dude, their is, Easter brunch is awesome. And they have a kids craft table. Their Easter brunch is legendary. Okay. I am really excited about this brunch because I think the kids craft table makes it really fun. Um, it's family style. So they are going to have, <coughs> excuse me. Lots of things to choose from, and the kids' craft table was a real seller for me. So Cafe Lercotte still accepting reservations for Easter. Also, Dalton and Wade, which is new. It's in the North Loop. It's right behind um, Sex, not Sex World. It's behind <laughs> Deja Vu, which I know they don't like it when we say that, but that's I was going to say, they, for, especially for Easter family brunch, that's maybe not Okay, their so favorite. Easter, they're going to do a Easter Sunday brunch buffet. Okay. So they're going to have it buffet style. Adults are twenty four ninety five, and the children are cheaper, and children under six are free. Oh, so they have really accessible, sort of like cowboy food there. Yeah. It's sort of a it's Americana, yeah, sort of relaxed environment. Mm-hmm. It's in the North Loop, so if that's somewhere that's midway for all of your people, that would be a good spot. Right. Also, um, Four Bells on Easter Sunday, they are having a special family style pre fee menu. Which family style means they're going to give you lots of plates of food. They're going to have their famous fried chicken, which is delicious. Their yes. waffles. 
And they've got some other items, but that's $25 for adults, $15 for kids, and you can add a $10 bottomless mimosa. So family style, meat, like buffet, we all know it goes, you walk up to the brunch yes. and you have the big line and you can go up as many times as you want. Family style means you kind of decide on platters yes. at your table. Yep. Or you pay your fee and they just bring you platters of food too. So that happens like at the Monte Carlo. Okay. Um, if you are someone and you want the like... Carved meats, the carved ham, the carved turkey, the waffle station, the champagne. There are still reservations available for Cosmos, which is the lowest hotel. Oh, okay. And those are $38 for adult, $19 for kids, and kids under a certain age are 5 bucks. So it's a little steeper, um, but they do have seats open, and that's the brunch where you're How much gonna, was that, you said? 38 okay. for adults, 19 for kids 6 to 12, 9 for kids under 5. Okay. This is where you're going to sit there pretty much like for two hours and just go back and go back and go back. And every time you go back, they're going to give you a new fresh plate. (laughs) (laughs) So don't bring your old plate up there because they don't like that. Amen. Here is one that if you if they have a this this place has a lot of locations around the Twin Cities. Their food is always reliable. And that is Crave. They're going to have the French toast and waffle bar. They're going to have carving station. Something unique that they're doing is a sushi station. They also have a pastry station. And here's something different. They have a kid's buffet. So they're going to have like your chicken fingers and things that little kids are going to like. Um, they've got a big dessert table. And uh, all of the locations are running Easter brunch. It's $34.95 for adults and $14.95 for kids. I liked that they have a specific kids buffet. That is an interesting kids concept. Like I, I have had so many issues with Crave service that it's hard for me to love them. And I've, I'll I'll hold back on my opinions on it because I know that there's plenty of people who like it and don't and have different sort of experiences. Yeah, and they've got they so many locations. Um, Afton House has a legendary Easter brunch. They are still taking reservations. It's nine to five. Go with your whole family. They just really do a nice job there. It's the full buffet, like the traditional style. Yep. Um, so very pretty out there. Afton House. I mean, I think one of the ideas of taking, you know, going for a brunch and doing something for Easter that is different, maybe take the drive. Yeah. You know, for sure. Okay, Stephanie, here are some brunch rules. Okay. These are from Sean McPherson, who now works at another radio station, but he wrote these in City Pages a long time ago, and they oh. made me laugh. Okay. Easter comes but once a year, and it should be circled with three markers on the calendar for any aspiring buffet buff. Okay. If done right, Easter is a unique opportunity to eat your weight in ham, fettuccine, seafood, and desserts. If done wrong, you'll end up at the kids' table at an old country buffet playing with sweet and low packets. They don't exist anymore. I know, but it's still funny. <laughs> okay, so get there early. The quality of the food is only going to get worse as the day goes on. This is true. Uh, Do the uh, embroidered family polos and make sure that you're matching. That's always a plus. Oh, cute. Um, uh, Get the lay of the land before you dig in. Easter is not a day to joke around with the buffet. Too many times we've seen our fellow diners fill up to the brim without even seeing the dessert room next door. Scope out all the buffet stations. Find out if there's anything you can get from your server and ask what beverages are free. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Pace yourself. Wow. You paid for your table. Take some time between trips. Strike up a conversation. Enjoy the fruit plate. There's no need to rush. I agree with the pace yourself. Too many times people come back with their plate and it's hugely mounded. And I think, are you just going to inhale that and then we're done? Yeah, you can keep going. You can keep going. You can go back. 
Uh, choose wisely. This one should be obvious, but it bears repeating. Go to a buffet that suits the makeup of your entire dining party. Don't go to an expensive place where everyone will be there in their Sunday best if you woke up in your ACDC t-shirt and you're wearing snow pants. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So now That's we know amazing. what the rules are. Okay. These are some egg hunts. Oh. So you maybe don't know this because I didn't. But almost every yeah. city has a An gigantic egg hunt. Yeah. egg hunt. You know, when when Jake was little, I used to do, I of course, because you write about the things you are experiencing. But yeah. when, I used to do egg hunt roundups all the time for the magazine. There's some really fun ones. There's so some Chan amazing Hassan ones. has an Easter egg hunt that they do on Saturday. So before Easter at 9 a.m., 400 children. Uh, it includes prize giveaways, coloring contest, a candy hunt, and the Easter bunny. Okay. So there's a link to register there. The city of Maple Grove. Okay, this is, you got to let me get through the whole thing. Five different times at two different places, both in Maple Grove or Fridley, free for kids through fifth grade. It is hosted by the people that do the Passion Plays. Yeah. The story of the whole Jesus Christ story with the animals and the whole ball of wax. Yep. They have the largest Easter egg hunt with 100,000 colorful candy filled plastic eggs. Yep. Uh, This is my favorite part of the whole thing. For security reasons. Parents will not be permitted in the kids' area. Have you have you not seen what happens? Because I have a report from my past <laughs> of what happens when parents want their child to find the eggs so badly. Have that, you what? Oh, hello! You do not uh, you don't understand the dark side of egg hunts and why they have no. to say that and why they have to rope off the area and say parents are not allowed in this area because then you have daddy soccer dad who. <laughs> Who is like there so, so wanting little Matilda to find the egg that he basically starts running over other children to get to the egg so he can point at it so that Matilda can toddle her way it's over. It's a melee. It is. It is. It is. It is an amazing thing. In fact, there have been parent fist fights over it. There have been. You should look. You should really be searching the dark side of the egg hunt news because I'm sure in Florida it gets crazy. Okay. <laughs> Everything gets crazy in Florida. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Here's the bunny brunch and egg hunt at Sibley Park. So this, they, the activities are free, but the brunch is seven bucks and kids are five bucks. Yeah. So an egg hunt and brunch for $7. It really doesn't get any better than that. That's at Sibley Park in St. Paul. Egg coloring, crafts, face painting, a magic show. Um, Brunch tickets are sold at the front desk the day of the event. So if you're one of those people that you're panicked, you didn't have a plan. You can go do this the day of. I love this. Um, and then, of course, the traditional egg roll. Yeah. This is where, um, this is the Victorian Easter egg roll. This is at the landing at Minnesota River Heritage Park, formerly historic Murphy's Landing. Right. You get the egg and the spoon, and you race with your egg. There's a bunny hop relay, the egg roll, old-fashioned toys and games. And that's pretty fun. That's inexpensive, too. It's $8 for adults and 5 bucks for kids. The one thing I'm worried about, and this is a thing when if you have not taken your kids out to egg hunt or roll or all this stuff, is remember, especially that now that we're early in April, it, it's going to get a little squishy out there. And that's, you know, just part of the deal. Just so be wear with your, your galoshes. Easter finery with your winter coat your and your galoshes. rubber boots. Yeah, it is a little muddy, but you have to kind of know that you're, that's the way it's going to be. Do you have any, the one th- part of my Easter roundup that I feel like I'm missing is places that you don't need a reservation. Like Green Mill, I know, like Tilia? does brunch. Yeah, Tilia. Tilia is a great opportunity. It's small, but still, you know. Um we went to the Kenwood, but you need reservations there. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. We could maybe do that next week. I mean, just an idea. So if Places you, you can pop in and if you have to wait, you have to wait. And if you're still, I've been doing, I'm working on a segment about um, 
pre-made meals. Mm. There's a lot of pre-made Easter meals out there. So I know Kowalski's have one. Lunds and Byerly's oh, has one. The Brasa. You can do the Brasa pickup. Yes. They, in fact, I think you have to order that by Monday in order to do this beautiful pickup and you'll just get it. And it's already, you know, done and beautiful with ham and everything else. Ham and I all the sides already too. made. Yeah. I love that idea. I think I'm not even 100% sure what we're doing for Easter because my sister, who usually has it, is has a conflict. And so we're trying to figure that out. But I do think I want to have an Easter egg shoot like I did at Thanksgiving. We had a little, like, you know, can shoot. I think we're going to do some marksmanship testing on our with our BB guns at Boiled Eggs. Wow. That's that sounds really fun. Yeah, I know. Okay, you can string the eggs along like a wire and then tie them up between two trees. So we have and- a we have a we have a <laughs> we have a treehouse, and so we just set them on the edge of the treehouse, and then and of course, who won over Thanksgiving? That would be me. You and shooting—that's hysterical. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, baby guns. You yeah, know? no, I get it. It's it sounds good. super fun. I'm doing an egg hunt in the park with all my instant potted eggs. <laughs> and my husband's like, well, you're just going to do this at a public park? I'm like, yeah. yeah. He goes, what if there's people there? I'm like, they can hunt, they can for, the hunt eggs for eggs too. too. I don't care. Right. Something fun. I love it. So that's the Easter Roundup. All right. That's real good. And uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this uh, St. Patrick's Day. It's been a gas. It's been a gas, gas, gas. Slancha. Uh Gas, gas, gas. That's <laughs> jump a jack flash. Yeah, it's it a is. gas, gas, gas. Well See, done. it took me a minute, but I, I got it. I'm so proud. Uh, hopefully you guys are, maybe you're heading out. The parade in St. Paul starts at noon. And uh, the parade in Minneapolis tonight is down the freshly paved and lovely Nicollet Mall at 6.30 p.m. One quick thing to mention. Someone called in over the break and just wanted us to know about that It's Greek to Me is having the Easter brunch. Oh. So another place that you still can get reservations. Super fabulous. That was bought by a new person, by the way, and it's quite good. Yeah, no, no. She's lovely. Their whole family is just really, really good. Uh, Also letting you know something that's going on this weekend that's really important. And hopefully I'm going to get the chef and his wife on. But... There's something called Soul Bowl, which oh, I've talked about yeah. before. And uh, Gerard Class and his wife, Brittany, have launched this in North Minneapolis. And it's a pop-up. And they're having a pop-up this weekend. Uh, and they're launching Hip Hop Brunch tomorrow, if you want to get over there at 11 for some chicken and waffles. But this is a really great opportunity, I think, for both North Minneapolis and for the Twin Cities. We could have, I mean, what they're trying to do is they're trying to raise enough capital to open their first Fast casual restaurant, and then they want to grow that. So there could be Soul Bowl, like pop up or shops all over the place, and where you can walk in and customize your soul food bowl. And I just think this is this would be a great addition to our eating landscape. Yeah, it's a good concept. Too. Yeah, and they're both restaurant people. You know, normally I get a weird thing. They've kickstarted, and normally I get a weird thing about kickstarters that I don't trust that I don't know anything about. I don't like to back them or talk about them because I don't want you to give your money to someone who's just going to like blow it away, yeah. you know? But I think that these guys really know what they're doing. Do you remember when Yeti was on GoFundMe? No. Oh my I gosh. never knew that. That company that... The cooler company? Yeah. And they have just blown it out and it's like $300 for these coolers. Yeah, that, those coolers that's how they are amazing. I didn't realize that. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, quick note, uh, just programming wise, yep. Women's Expo is where we're going to be next Saturday. Right. So you can join us. It starts, opens at 8.30 and they're having kind of a little coffee gathering and then we'll be broadcasting live from there at nine o'clock. It's kind of a women's shopping event yep. and just women event. So they'll have inspiring speeches and speakers and we'll be there. 
And then after that is the 31st, and we'll be back in studio. And then on April 7th, we're going to be out at Arks Value Village in Richfield. Yes. And Kowalski's will be joining us to talk about their prepared meals. And we're going to talk about bar carts and what should be on a bar cart. I'm obsessed with bar carts, and I want everyone to be helping me talk about and understand how to make a bar cart. Okay. I am actually in the process of changing up my bar seasonally. And so my bar I'm doing, I'm moving 300 bottles are going to be seasonal. Well, I I realized I would keep looking at it and, and, you know, I moved it in August and so everything just went there to the bar area Yep, and I sort of, and then I pared it down during Christmas just to get things out of the way. But just now have I, your kid like have Ellie and her friends stay at your house for ten days. It, no, they drank us out of house and I home. I bet they did. But <laughs> I want to make it so now. I think right now I'm drinking margaritas. I'm drinking. I'm thinking about gin and tonics. Yeah. I still have my whiskey, but I don't necessarily. I don't have as many whiskeys that I'm using on a on a daily basis. So <laughs> daily basis. So I'm thinking about re. So I'm thinking there should be like a seasonal bar change. And so I'm going to re I'm going to redo it and I'll put an Instagram up about that. It's funny that you mentioned that because I just read something and I almost did it as a segment on the show, but it wasn't about food. So I didn't, it was like the number top five things you can do to like refresh your house. Yeah. And one of them was change out your throw pillows seasonally. See, people do that. And I don't do that. I don't either. But I know I think that's I the thing that I feel like Allie Kaplan probably does. And well, maybe Harmony and yeah, those guys will talk so about it. About but there's, stuff. I know Well, I've never, ever had a whole like, well, they change your decor for the season. But for your bar, that seems like a natural to me. This is so funny. The way you express this change is the bar. The way they express this <laughs> the change pillows. is the pillows. I'm like, you're not going to be drinking this Uller, you know, spiced cinnamon spice schnapps. I'm not going to be drinking that. I drink it all winter, but I'm not drinking it in the spring. So I'm going to put that away and I'm going to bring out the, you know, like the Akavit. I had, so one of the things that we're doing, Jake and his buddy are here today and we're headed to the flashlight vinyl after this because we're kind of, you know, using up and looking at our vinyl selections because record store day is in April coming up in about a month or so. And we're just kind of looking to see what holes we have, what kind of goals we have, you know, need to have to fill it. And uh, so then we decided that every Friday afternoon we'd spin a record and sort of listen to it all through and decide whether it was a keeper or a throw. Don't you miss? Well, you have a record player and I have one at the cabin, but I do miss the experience of listening to just an sitting entire down. record. And that's what. So last night I put out a thing. So because I said, let's eat some snacks while we're doing it. And I decided to make myself a cocktail. And I was like, oh, look, it's a theme. Spin, sip and snack. And so we're going to do that every Friday. Do you have the Bill Withers, any Bill Withers records? No. Oh, I'll put that yeah, down. he was there's a guy that's doing a Bill Withers like compilation concert at the Dakota. Bill Withers is just, you got to get that. That's we a do, great one. We have a lot. So last, so last night was the Arctic Monkeys and that's, you know, definitely, <sighs> yes. that is a Jake favorite, but then I have a Dolly Parton. I've got, we've got some Kingston Trio. We have a weird yes. mix of, of vinyl. So that's the fun is kind of going through and sort of deciding last year. My big get was uh, an ELO vinyl because I only have ELO on mixtapes. Okay. Isn't that weird? That's pretty awesome. I know. So I, that's right. That, that is pretty awesome. I had to listen to the entire like Frank Zappa record. And I was just like, wow, this existed and someone bought this and I get it now. And I was appreciative as a fan by the time the record was over. But honestly, it took me four songs to just even understand what they were doing. Yeah. That's one of the treasures up north. Okay. We have collected like our records, other people's records. People just bring records there. Why don't we have like a girl's record party up at your cabin? We should. Let's do that. I'm all about like 
having these like parties and events and weird things. I'm like service packaging everything in my life because I think like a magazine person and I'm like, okay, <laughs> service what? Packaging? I'm I service know packaging what everything. <laughs> I'm like, it's a service package. We could do a list of albums and then we'll do a list of cocktails and then we'll make snacks. I mean, literally I have only thoughts like that. Service packaging. I, I know. It. It's seriously a problem. Um, also letting you guys know that uh, I am going to Seattle next week uh, for a couple days. If you have places that I should go, like a not miss thing, don't say the market. We're staying above the market. I know about I the market. Say the fish market. Please don't say the market because I know about that. But anywhere, secret spots, cool things in Seattle, send them to me. I need intel. We love it. Thanks for joining you guys. Stay safe out there. Drink a lot of green beer and be good. We'll see you next week. Bye. Ciao, ciao.